Oh my gosh, hi. <laughs> Welcome back. It's part three. Of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. The finale. Everything you've been waiting for. I also, mean, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Yeah, because it'll be after Christmas when mm-hmm. this comes out. Oh, that's crazy. So I actually have a crazy announcement for that. Okay. Oh um, The day that this will be released is actually the day that Gypsy Rose Blanchard will be released on Disney. Look at us. So happy release day. Happy Gypsy release day, babe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so proud of you. I know. That timeline worked out perfectly, actually, when I looked at it. I was like, oh. Oh, gee. What, so, a, what a Thursday. What a true crime Thursday. So obviously we're recording this like before Christmas and before that day, but. Oh, yeah, no. It's December 11th right now. Yeah. And yeah. you're being released December 28th, which is yeah, the day that you're, you're listening to it. Two more parts before this. Oh, that's crazy. Future me, I hope the I hope the presents were good. I really do, cause. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope I'm Christmas a bit picky. Was great. I'm a bit picky when it comes to Christmas. That's okay. But I do I do enjoy Christmas. I love Christmas. Christmas is probably one of my favorite holidays. Oh, it it is my favorite holiday. I like know, it's, it's the the whole essence of it makes me happy. Oh yeah. I guess we can jump right in. Oh, we just were just talking about Christmas, and now we have to go talk about sad things. Murder. <laughs> well, murder. I mean, murder. Well, I guess we should give a little recap of where we left off. Uh, yeah. Because it's been a whole week. Um, pretty much we left you on a cliffhanger. That's what uh, I mean. Yeah, because we're <laughs> evil. Um. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, it's just me and Eli. Ethan's here too. Ethan's just, here too. He's just doing but something. But he's here. Come here. I'll have him. My mic is clipped to me, so I have to come mm-hmm. come over here. Hi, I'm here again. I'm just studying for my psychological approaches to diversity final. Oh. I'm having so much fun, and I'm very jealous that y'all are doing this, and I'm not. Um, I'll, I'll pop in for reactions from time to time. Okay. Yeah. Just scoot <laughs> over here on your roller chair. Just, and just like, oh my god. Just throw a marker at me. Like, <laughs> I have a reaction. What the fuck? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so where we left off was um, Nick Odejan arriving at Jitsura's Blanchard's house. Yeah. Um, you know, coming in, he talks about this whole angel and devil thing on his shoulder. Uh, he tells Gypsy Rose to go into the bathroom. The angel and devil thing really got me. That, <laughs> that was, was so crazy. fucking weird. And then when we left off, we were talking about how he, Nick, talks about different things that he said to Dee Dee before killing her. Yeah, and how they completely differed from right after the interrogation that I have and then in yeah. 2019. We're not going to repeat what he said. If you want to know. No, you, you can you, rewind. You should know. You should have listened to part two. Um, before we get into it, it was not nice. Let's Very reiterate on our oh yes trigger warnings. Our list. Yeah, the biggest ones for this episode are going to be rape, sexual assault, coercion, mentions of necrophilia, obviously, obviously the murder, murder uh, crime scene descriptions of stabbing, decapitation, um, domestic violence. Again, mental illness, medical abuse and gaslighting, manipulation and narcissism, definitely some ableism. <laughs> Everything bad you can think of, it's in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of, yeah. And again, like in part two, 
before yeah. I hit anything heavy, I'll just give a little, a quick, like, hey, this is a hot topic. Do you want to co- skip over? Totally fine. Don't blame you. Just skip. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So we got that out of the way. So, yeah. Nick. So Nick's in Dee Dee's bedroom. Doing all, you know, doing the unspeakable. Um, yeah. And so it, he ends up. Uh, he ends up stabbing her 17 times. 17 times. Yeah. In the back, the neck, and her hands. So, uh, to give you a little bit of, like, an imagery, um, yeah. she is, like, in her bedroom, like, she's on her stomach. Yeah, she's, like, creeping on her stomach. Yeah. And he, like, gets on top of her, mm-hmm. like, physically on top of her. Um, in the interrogation, he says that he, like, straddled her body. Yeah, which is so gross. So grody. And he stabbed her 17 times, which I want to pull around back to. So in the interrogation, they were like, okay, like about how many times did you stab her? And he oh goes, my God. Yeah. And he goes, uh, probably four. That was a lot different than 17, buddy. Yeah, just a bit. Like, 17 is overkill. Oh, it absolutely is. Like, I get, I mean, I don't get it, but like, yeah. But if you're stabbing someone just to kill them, one or two times, maybe you could stretch it to four is enough to kill them. 17? That is gross. You were were. doing that shit. Yeah, no, he's like going for it. And in um, in the interview, he was talking and he was like, oh, well, you know, I just, I didn't count the ones that, you know, it didn't go deep enough to my liking. So deep enough to my liking? Yeah. Your your liking? Yeah. Oh, he, Ethan's coming over. Oh, he's coming. Also, in my knowledge of true crime, there's always like an ulterior like motive or like feeling or yep. certain hatred towards like this group of people. So like if somebody is I know he hated her. Yeah, like so obviously there was going to be some like horrendous like it's, it's, it was a vicious attack. Like, there's no other way to, like, put it. <laughs> so, he was... Uh, he was on top of her body. He was stabbing her repeatedly in the back, the neck, and the hands. Now, something about the neck. Trigger warning, okay? Um, we, did not a bit, we did not know this, actually. Apparently, he, like, almost decapitated her. Yep. Because and so when I first found like, this out, I was like, go ahead. No, you're good. He, like, sliced her neck. Yep. And they had only, like, briefly mentioned, like, oh, like, she had injuries to her neck. Now, yeah. I didn't know how severe this was, but yeah. apparently she was, like, almost headless. Like, yep. like, hanging on by a thread. Yep. Yeah, so when they first, when they first were describing her, like, wounds, all they said was, deep wound to the back of the neck. Yeah. And I had originally just assumed that he was just like stabbing he was, motion. Just he was stabbing everywhere. Stab neck. No, it was a slice yeah. across the back of the neck. Like he was deliberately trying oh, to. Oh, he slaughtered this woman. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, like maybe it was Max. He was just like stabbing, stabbing, stabbing. Like he didn't like what well, he wasn't trying to. Yeah, like you no, just kind of. No, if you're slicing at the back of someone's neck, if you're slicing at someone's neck, you're trying to take their head off. Oh, yeah. You're trying to take half the face. 
that was probably one of the most yeah. shocking discoveries was, to me. I was like, I did not know oh, that, and God. that just convinced me more that he, if he didn't hurt Dee Dee, he would have hurt someone else eventually. One hundred percent. Because that was beyond. That's overkill. Be- beyond that, she was already dead. Yeah, and so obviously, you know, he said those things to her while you know this was happening, and in uh, in the interrogation, he said that when he was on top of her and he was like yeah I was um like I pushed back so it was harder for her to get off or to get me off of her because of the angle that I was like at or something yeah he was like oh no like she fought back but like I held her down and that's yeah disgusting um so meanwhile while this is happening um from Gypsy's side so she's in the bathroom, uh, in the fetal position on the floor, hands covering her ears. She was not having a fun time. Yes. Um, she says that she can hear her mother like screaming for help and yeah. screaming, and she just like sobs while hearing this. I I think again, this is just my opinion. Yeah. I I think that was the gravity, like falling down on her oh yeah i think she was realizing that like oh this is this is like real there's no going back from this right like my mother is like screaming for me and i can't help her nope in some ways arguably that could potentially be like the most traumatic part of it all oh no i guarantee it like hearing your mother being murdered by the person that you supposedly love and and she had talked about it and in one of the interviews she had said that she was like my mother's last words oh were my, was like me. my name and like and apparently bef- like before all this happened they had had an argument yeah um and you know like the night i think it was so it would have been the day of june 9th yeah they had had so they had had an argument and uh didi had gone to bed because that's how she dealt with conflict she just kind of left it yeah. and the last things that she said to Gypsy was, don't hurt me. Which just broke my heart. And, like, and I believe that's, I, in, the, that's in the 2017 interview with Gypsy. Yeah. And when she's, like, telling the interview about that, she's, like, Oh, she's crying. sobbing. So I want to know why that was, like, why was that her last word? That kind of haunts me. Like, did she yeah, know? Yeah. I, to me, the way I interpreted that Or is was, it, like, emotionally, don't hurt me? I think it was kind of an emotional thing. As in, like, don't run away again. Don't hurt me. Like, oh yeah, I yeah. think it might have been honestly. I think it might have been a manipulation tactic, and it sure fucking worked even after her death. Oh yeah, um, no, it made sense. But take it out of context. That's very haunting. Yeah. Um, and I know, and just an extra detail that even made it, I think, made this even more haunting for Gypsy was, in the 2017 interview, she says that like, you know, they'd had a little bit of a fight, but. That evening before Didi went to bed, like they painted their nails together, yeah. and like she had painted our nails like dark pink, and like she was like we painted our nails together. Yeah, like that's 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 horrible, awful. So um, directly after the murder. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, and this is sort of this is sort of like things that are found in the aftermath, but this is what happens. Um, is not really sure how this gets there. Um, but right after Nick kills Dee Dee, um, 
I guess it's just from his hands or something. Like, there's, like, blood specks on the bathroom door. There's also blood in the sink. Um, and... Hmm, interesting. I'm gonna say what Nick says in 2019, and then you tell me what he said directly after in 2015. Okay. Okay, in the initial interrogation. Yep. So in 2019... Nick claims he's he's explaining what happened, um, and he claims afterwards he asked Gypsy to clean up the blood. Um, I don't know. I don't think he helped her. Um, he said, you know, he he found he got her out of the bathroom. He said there's a mess. You need to clean it up. And he said that one of his this is about to get gross here. Just saying, mm-hmm. one of his sexual fantasies yes. was to have her clean up the blood naked. Uh, I ah, don't yes. remember Gypsy ever talking about this, but Nick says that she did it, and he said that she wanted to do it for him. And then, huh, here's the kicker, he just simply says, then had sex in her bedroom. Yeah. And that's all he says in 2019, so why so, don't you get into that? I have, I have uh, information from both of their in- interrogations the night, right? Oh, like the night when they were taken into custody. Um, so this is Nick's, um, answers to these questions. So, uh, the officer says, um, what happened, uh, when you go and get Gypsy from the bathroom? And I don't know why he included this, okay? Again, oh. trigger warning for him being a gross fuck. Um, he literally says she wanted to shave her private parts and legs for me. She wanted to please me. Gross! I don't believe that. You for just a fucking, fucking killed her mother, and that's the first thing she says to you. I don't believe that. She was crying in the bathroom and heard her mother screaming for yeah. she was being murdered. I, I don't think so. Also, know that when he came and got her from the bathroom, they had like a code, and it was like three knocks and two yeah, scratches on the so door. So she would know that it wasn't like Gypsy. I mean, it wasn't. It, it wasn't Dee Dee. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, like it was so gross. And then afterwards, um. The officer says, okay, like, did you guys clean up any blood or anything? And he completely avoids the question, kind of. Mm. And he goes, um, I believe the blood we cleaned up must have been my blood because I accidentally stabbed myself in the process. Yeah. And then, I really don't think so. Though. Yeah, I don't know what. he. Watching his interrogation was grueling because he, nine times out of ten, like, word vomited. And it had nothing to do with the question. So they had to, like, reiterate several times until they finally got, like, a a clear answer. (laughs) Yeah. And then she follows it up and she goes, okay, well, what do you guys do after that? And he says, "Um, we finish cleaning. We. We? We finish cleaning whatever is left. I don't think he helped. And just try to get rid of my fingerprints on everything. Okay. I believe that. Yeah. Um, Like... It's just gross. And then from Gypsy's perspective, um, she was asked about this. And uh, she says that while she was in the bathroom and, you know, if she was, like, huddled, then, you know, he came in there. And then he asked her to, uh, like, shave her legs and do all this stuff. Yeah. And he was, like, he was, like, you, like, we have to. And then, um, again, huge trigger warning for sexual assault. Um, she says that he m- 
made her clean up everything naked for him, like, so while disgusting. he watched. That's so disgusting. And she said she used, like, baby wipes and, yeah, and, like, just put it in the trash. And then after that, he made her um, go to her bedroom. He took all of her stuffed animals off. And then, yeah, and then she says to the officer, Officer Hancock, love him so much, and she says to him, uh, like, he raped me. And then he just made me pack up all my shit. He made me grab my bags. That part, like, makes me, like, feel sick. Yeah. And on the flip side, on the flip side of um, Nick's interrogation, Mm -hmm. he was like, Oh yeah, like like we had sex like afterwards, but like I didn't feel any pleasure. But like it was fine. We just threw her stuffed animals on the floor. <laughs> that like makes my stomach hurt. And like I'm paraphrasing obviously, but that right. was the gist of it. Like I'm not right. Yeah, I just isn't it gross? Because okay, and you can you can look this up online. You can look at pictures of her bedroom. But like, well, it's such just an innocent about, little like, child, child little, bedroom. Like, pink bedroom with all her stuffed animals and her toys on the bed. And, he just tossed them all off to do something awful to her. Yeah. It makes and my stomach hurt. I do want to I want to uh, say it that she made a deal with him mm-hmm. because originally he wanted to rape her mom. Yeah. After he killed her. And she I said, have a for that. What? It was not after. He wanted to rape her before he killed her. Oh, see, that's he said something different in the in this interrogation. He was like, I thought about it, but then I'm not into, like, necrophilia. Yeah, so he's not into it, so he meant to do it. But, well, I guess it's not clear, then, is it's, it? Yeah, it's not quite clear. Anyway. So we don't really know if he wanted it before or after. Regardless. Re- regardless, he wanted Regardless, it. he wanted to rape her mom. Yeah. And she made a deal. She was like, no, like, I don't want you to do that to my mom. Just, you do know. Do it to me instead. Do it to me instead. It was, like, a awful, like... God, I hate like the way that she had to make a she had to do that a deal a deal with it, your partner. I mean, shitty partner, but still. And it's also like it's so interesting that technically, like you know, supposedly she asked him to kill her mother, but at the same time, she wanted it to be painless and easy and she didn't want her mother to suffer going through that it's like she literally sacrificed her agency up yet again like always Mm -hmm. to protect her mother from that atrocity even like even like planning such a even planning a murder for her mom she was like no i don't want her to i don't want her i don't want her to go through that right like even then it's really sad Um, that entire part just gets me Sad, sad, sad. Oh Yeah. So, you know, obviously Nick isn't going to say that he raped uh, Gypsy. Um, no, because in the in the interrogation, she, the officer, she goes, like, what, like, what is sex to you? And he makes it a point to say, oh, you know, like, the 100% consensual kind. And then literally. Like, what in, the fuck? <laughs> when asked about that. The first thing that he says was, um, consensual? Like, buddy, you're... No. You... Now. Arguably, that makes you sound worse. Yeah. yeah. But then, but then... Arguably, I, that I, incriminates I've you seen, worse. I've seen that clip. 
And the way that he says it is like he doesn't even know what the word means. He's like the con. He's like, what is the word? I'm like, is that the right word for I'm looking for? Yeah. Like he literally doesn't even know. Rahos. And also, and again, Rody man. 2015 initial interrogation. Gypsy says he raped me. And then again, in 2017 interview with Gypsy, she says, I do not consider that consensual. Mm -mm. No, no. Um. Also, no matter what you think you were doing, if someone says they didn't consider it consensual, it wasn't. Point blank. There is a point in the interrogation where the officer, you know, has to bring up um, some concerns because they had been interviewing, uh, you know, Gypsy in the other room prior. Right. And so, obviously, like, they saw her and she had uh, bruises on her neck and her shoulder and all these things. So... Uh, the officer talks to him, and she goes, is there any reason Gypsy would have bruises on her arms and legs? And I kid you not, this is a direct quote. Mm-hmm. He says, because she wanted me to mark my territory. And the officer follows it up with, she asked you to mark your territory? And he said, the very first time she whispered it in my ear that it was a turn-on of hers was biting. I bit her twice, but the second one was much, much harder. So I have things to say. <laughs> Go for it. I have an entire I paragraph. I have things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. I feel like that goes into the whole, uh, bringing it back to part two, this whole twisted dom-sub dynamic they have, and mm-hmm. how, how he literally gave her a bill of sale and was like, you're my property now. That still haunts me. That was so um, gross. Again, this was not a consensual thing, nor was it an informed consent. Um, Gypsy had no idea what true like BDSM concepts were or anything like that. So this was not this was not one of those times where that's you do you. No. That's this is not one of those times. This was also she didn't want to. Exactly. She was purely doing this to please Nick. Exactly. And that's like, not okay. Like, it wasn't a want of hers. It wasn't exactly. a desire. So exactly. it makes it extremely different. Exactly. I And also, again, if you want to look these up, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, All of this have, is public record. We've both seen photos of gypsies, like, neck and oh, it's arms like, and legs. And it's they clearly. are not. They are not the kind of, like, love bites you would give your partner if they were into that. It is not. She has, there is this one bite mark she has on her arm that is huge. Funny you say and love like a bite. huge bruise. Funny you say love bite. Uh-oh, I'm scared. Because the officer, you know, follows up the question and she goes, okay, like, how did she get the bruises? You know, okay. like you're marking your, your quote, marking your territory. How are you doing it? And he says, one on her arm. I did bite her. And I did try to give her hickeys on her body as well. Trying, he, like, he's trying to say he's trying that... trying to, like, make it into something that's, like, normal. Yeah. But it's not. No. He tried to give her hickeys. Those are yellow bruises, okay? Even if you try to give someone a hickey, it's going to turn up red. Because the whole, so the whole science behind mm-hmm. a hickey is you are sucking all of the, the blood right. into that one area of the skin. And it creates, like, a... Right. It's a... It's a bruise quote but it's not it shouldn't turn yellow right it fades it's it's red all the time because under the skin 
It's just the blood. It's just like the blood vessels. Yeah. There's no trauma per se. And then she says, okay, how did she get the bruises on her knees? Because she, yeah. I did not see photos of her knees. Yeah, she did have bruises on her knees. Um, And he goes, that must have been because she was crawling around on the ground trying to clean up everything. I told her to do it at first because I thought it would be a turn-on, but when she actually did it, it was a turn-on. So I made her keep doing it. Made her? Yeah. That's the key word there. But like, made her. He he frames that as if she was just already... As if she wanted as she, to. No, as if she was already cleaning it up. Yeah. Rather than the whole, you know, he made her do it the entire time. That's so disgusting oh no he's so perverted that's so and he, like the biggest thing to me like he's in a, all those pictures he's a fucking pervert the on bite yeah i can like, picture it i see it in my mind literally i can exactly see it you know there are kinds of like bites you can give your partner that are similar to hickeys and like if it's consensual that's fine but what was on her arm was not one of those no you would not do that to her that was like that was painful yeah apparently he did say that she like cried out but like it sounded like she liked it. Kind of cry out. So I have something that contradicts that completely. Oh, really? Um, yeah. He literally said and that. He was like, but it sounded like she liked it. No, and literally, like, the I think it's her 2017 interview. I'm so sorry. I'm going to take a sip. She I was like, I was telling him to stop. I was screaming for him to stop. I didn't like it. It hurt. Oh, no. I had no doubt that she didn't like it. So it yeah. was just him being like, oh, it sounded like she liked it. I bet this it did. A, this is a joke. Um, tell me you've never pleased a woman in your life without telling me. No, I bet he doesn't know where it is. <laughs> oh, he doesn't. And he claims that she, like, orgasms several times. Which I... I don't fucking believe that. Highly doubt it. I highly doubt that. And, and during... This is so fucking weird. During the entire interrogation, he keeps reiterating, unprompted, that he he didn't finish. He couldn't finish. Like, he couldn't get there because he okay. was nervous. Okay. Like, I give a fuck. Ethan's here again. He also kept saying that he, like, made her finish. Like, like he had to you, prove himself no or some shit? No, you fucking didn't. That is not the point of the fucking interview. Yeah, Ethan why listened does, to it a bit. Why does he think that that's the biggest thing that he has to, like, mention? Like, dude, you just fucking murdered somebody. And you're over here telling us about... How you apparently no you didn't like it's like an achievement like no unprompted like shut up man shut up (laughs) begging you to shut the fuck up he doesn't even know what a female orgasm looks like I bet no one hundred percent um so and then uh she follows it up with um the officer she follows it up with do you think it would be a turn on to have sex with her mom. Because you have to give these awful questions out of the she, way. Yeah, and this brings it back to the whole, like, deal that Gypsy made. Yeah, and he just straight up says, no, never. Mm. And then the officer goes on to say, because uh, I think one of the things that, you know, Gypsy had mentioned was that you said you'd like to rape her mom. And he said, yeah, at one point I was thinking about it, but then I changed my mind because I just felt bad about the whole situation. You felt bad about it? So you changed your mind about raping someone? Oh. Fuck you. You still thought about it. You thought, the fact that you contemplated it. 
you I also don't think he felt bad about it. Gypsy was literally like, no, I had to tell him to do it to me instead of my mom. Also, the fact that you contemplated it, you were like, yes, this is this is rape. Just because you contemplated it and then it changed your mind doesn't doesn't make it. you a good person. No. You still thought about it. That's gross. That's you are a up. bad fucking person. And just to show you like how bad he is, um, <laughs> she goes, how long do you think it was that you were stabbing her? I want you to guess. Um, how long he thinks that he was stabbing her for? Yeah. He's going to say like a minute or some shit. He says like five minutes, maybe. Five minutes, maybe? Yeah. Five minutes? No. It takes a long time to, like, stab someone. Yeah. times. I mean, I guess we'll never well, know. I don't know. One, really two, three, four. It's, it can't be that fast, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I've never stabbed anyone. <laughs> so true. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about, like, it's going into a... I'm sorry. I'm going to get real graphic here. But it's like it's going into a body. You have to pull it out. You're, yeah, you're right. again. He said... Pull it out. This is so gross, okay? He said that, like... One time, it, like, got stuck on something, and he had to, like, yank it out with Probably one of both ribs. hands. Yeah. Or, like, a scapula or something. He had to, like, yank it out with both hands instead of one, and he was, he said it was, it was a lot of work. I would imagine, it's, I would imagine it'd be quite a bit of work to, to, to stab someone, especially 17 times. Oh. Probably took him about but, 10 minutes. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Five to 10 minutes, I would say. That's gotta be the worst 10 minutes, like, of, Dip- of Gypsy's life. No, Ten minutes of hearing that. Absolutely has to be. And then she gets into the whole, like, did you try and fight back? and Or did she try and fight back? And he said, yes, but I was able to get free and finish the job. Yeah. Like, it's, he doesn't, he's not even, like... He's not remorseful. He says no fucking remorse. No. Not at all. Yeah. So, after all of that, um, poor G, poor Gypsy, um, you know... Gypsy packs a bag. Uh, they go back to the motel that Nick was staying in originally. Yeah. Um, and if you ever watch the act, you know this that this is crazy. I'm not gonna say the scene. I'm not gonna say what it is. No. But I just want to say, if you've seen that one scene in the act where they go back to the motel and she's filming, um, we saw the actual footage of that. And it is. It is Accurate, word for word. Word for word, frame by frame. Which I did not realize. No, it's like completely accurate. Like, it's so gross. And if if you know, you know. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. So, they spent the rest of the night in this hotel. And then later in the day on June 10th, they took the Greyhound bus uh, back to Wisconsin on the way to Nick's mom and stepdad's house um his mom's name is stephanie um she knew about gypsy uh but she was under the impression so nick had told no sorry nick Nick told told his mom mom. that uh you know his girlfriend gypsy had gotten kicked out of her house kicked out by her mom she was homeless she didn't get a homeless shelter at the time yeah and so you know nick's mom being a, a good mom was like yeah, yeah bring she her can come here. stay with like, us she can yeah. stay with us you know um being hospitable being a great person um so sweet too yeah and so she she didn't know anything about this shit no. she knew absolutely nothing and 
also, I have something from a Gypsy's 2017 interview because people have asked her, like, were you, like, on the way back? Like, were you thinking about your mom? Were you thinking? And she was just like, no, I was just thinking that I was free. Yeah, that reiterates the concept where I don't think it was a tangible thing in her mind. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think, think she that... realized that it was real. No, she never saw her mom's body. No, that's something to process. I will say, he wouldn't let her see the body. Like, she yeah. wanted to. But yeah. he wouldn't let her. I know she, right. they said that. Um, and I do know while at Nick's house, this is when they uploaded some very concerning messages. I'll get there. To Facebook. I'll get there. I know the this happened. Part. <laughs> I know this happened at Nick's house. It did. It did. This was just more of like the uh, a setting kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they get to. Uh, Nick's parents' house, uh, you know, late June 10th. Also, something else they did, um, I assume they did this, like, at the motel before they got back to Wisconsin, is they put the murder weapon, the knife that he was stabbed with, the bloody gloves, and about four to five thousand dollars that were stolen Oh, from yeah, it was from... Didi. It was from their... Uh, fund, yep. Lady and Gypsy's fund that they had been saving up together. Yeah, so they put all that in one envelope and it was like a nailed egg. it to Nick's mom's house. Yeah, without her knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah footage of her learning this knowledge in the interrogation room it was it's crazy. She had no fucking idea. No, she was like, I "You're so kidding." Bad for her. Yeah. Her, so bad for oh my gosh! Like she, her face was shot. Yeah. So that includes kind of like. The murder part. Yeah. Um, we're gonna move on to the investigation. Yeah, a little bit after. Um, so we kind of have about like three, four-ish days that are a little bit unaccounted for. Nick and Gypsy are just spending time at his mom's house. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, spending time in his room, doing whatever. So June fourteenth, twenty fifteen. Ah, what a day. <laughs> Um, Dee Dee and Gypsy's neighbor, um, Kim Blanchard, uh, which only had the same last name, which is very interesting. I think it's just a coincidence. Oh, I think it is. It's just a strange coincidence. But fun fact. Yeah. So Kim Blanchard and her husband, she's, you know, longtime family friend of Dee Dee and Gypsy. She's scrolling on Facebook and she sees some concerning posts on Facebook from Dee Dee and Gypsy's joint Facebook account. Obviously, this is very concerning because they, so they have a joint Facebook account, yeah. as you said, and there are several uh, pretty violent messages. There's like two or three, I think. I think there's two or three. Yeah. And they, do you have the quotes or? So I'm not going to, I'll quote one. Um, I'm, I'm not, not going to quote the other because the other is a little bit vile. And if you want to go look at them, you can't. I mean, it's not it's not horrible, but it, it's pretty it's pretty rough. Yeah. If you want to go look them up, you can. I'm going to say the original one was, I think it's something about, it like, like, that bitch is dead. I think it is just that bitch is dead. That bitch is dead. And, and then people have commented. Yeah, there were like, comments on Whoa, her. Dee Dee, like, are you okay? This, that wasn't Dee Dee. Yeah, Did and someone, someone, you? someone else had like commented, and they were like, "Whoa, sounds like y'all are watching a crazy movie or something." Yeah. Like, and then the next message is actually a comment underneath that original 
Yeah. Post. Pretty much the second message paraphrased is pretty much something about how Didi was killed and then how it's something like, I <laughs> raped her daughter too. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, again, you can go look at it if you want to. It's all public domain. Um, they called her like some pretty vile names. Pretty interesting things. Yeah. So of course this is to this to is Kim. very concerning. This is very concerning. Um, it's a family account. It had never had any vile messages like this. People were like, whoa, this is not only is this profanity. This is this is like crime. Yeah. And vile. And so you know she's their neighbor. And so Kim is like, let me see what's going on. And so she calls Didi's cell phone. Gets no response. And so yes. she gets kind of worried. Um, and so then she and her husband uh, go by their house. They knock on the doors and the windows. Lights are off. No one's home. This is when they get concerned because the car's in the driveway. So this is when they call the police. Mm-hmm. The police come by. Uh, they go around and they're able to open a window. They crawl, into the, they crawl through the window and the whole entire house is super cold. Like the like the AC had been running for hours on end. It mm-hmm. had for days. Um, so they're going around the house. Uh, so Gypsy has Gypsy Rose had three wheelchairs in, mm-hmm. in total. They know two of the wheelchairs are in the living room, and then they go into the bathroom, and one of them is in the bathroom. So this is already alarming because all three of Gypsy's yeah, wheelchairs the general are here, and public, Gypsy is not. The general public thinks that she cannot walk. Right. Like this girl is paralyzed. So they're like, oh my God, something seriously Something wrong. happened. Like her wheelchairs are here and like she she's can't, not. Like she can't, you she know. She can't move without her wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to say like, to, to think about this, like one of the wheelchairs was in the bathroom. So I, I assume that that wheelchair may have been in the bathroom while the murder was happening. So I don't know if, Gypsy was like yeah. kind of huddled behind the wheelchair. I just assume it stayed in there. I don't or whatever. know. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's pretty alarming for them. So they go into Gypsy's room, empty. Step into Dee Dee's room and lights off. Switch the light switch a couple times. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um. Power's cut. So that's something that they never really talk about again. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm not sure if I don't know, it was I don't purposefully know. cut. I don't know if there was like a, just a coincidence, like a faulty light bulb, or like maybe the breaker got tripped or something. Yeah, and I really just don't didn't know. Turn back but hot, that whatever. was something interesting that they were like, the light switch wouldn't turn on. Yeah. Um, so eventually, police go in there with their flashlights. They don't see anything out of the ordinary at first. They step closer to a bed, and they see Dee's body. Yes. Um, she's face down on the bed under a blanket, you know, they see, she's real bad, (laughs) not looking good. She's very murdered. Yeah, very much dead, very much murdered. Sorry, that was, (laughs) that was, that was a little sensitive, I'm sorry. Anyways, moving on. So at this point, they're like, oh shit. Like something seriously wrong. She's dead, Gypsy's not here. They think someone murdered Didi and took Gypsy. Murder kidnapping. Yeah. Which they set it up to look like, so. They did. So they're like, shit, we got to start searching for Gypsy Rose. So they set up a search party for Gypsy Rose. Um, Yeah. And and then, so they're like, well, shit. And then they also find these Facebook posts, of course. The Facebook messages are- Girl Kim is like, hey, this is The only evidence, yeah. Um, So eventually, uh, throughout June 14th and June 15th, they they trace the IP address from which Facebook- 
posts are like posted from. Yes. I also want to say so. So you can kind of get a location on it. Right. So and these Facebook messages, no, not messages. The posts weren't made like right after the murder or anything. They were made four days afterwards. They yeah. Were made so it looked, on June fourteenth. So I get her body had already been there for a while. Right. Which as an EMT, okay, I full disclosure. I have seen dead bodies. Right. Um, and I have seen dead bodies in late stage um, decomposure. It's not pretty, okay? Right. Day three starts to get real ugly. I can't imagine day four when they found her. Yeah, it was probably not good. <laughs> no. I mean, obviously they had enough for like the like uh, evidence photos and things like that. So like late stage, you know, all in that. It's... It's ugly, but I, I guess she was, this is going to sound really, really bad. I guess she was together enough that they could, you know, get evidence photos and things like that. Yeah. Because your body built up a lot of gas. Right. I will say, though, you did mention that the house was very, very cold. I think that would have helped. Yeah. No, it definitely did. I'm assuming that was on purpose. Ooh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because... You know, it would preserve her body, you know, it gives them time to get away, Um, and it's not like a... But at the same time, it probably wasn't, because it was in June, so the AC would have already been on. It's not like they would turn it off Yeah, but they said it was, like, unusually cold. I feel like that's not like a, oh, there's AC on in this house because it's hot as fuck in June. It's like a, oh, God, this is a dead body freezer box. But also, they probably, potentially, and I don't know if they were smart enough to think this, but, like, if they were, um, like, so that it doesn't smell and the neighbors, like, find out about it. You know what? That would probably be I bet you that's, that's I bet you that's probably a... what it was. Yeah. Because we'll talk about it later. Um, Nick is a bit of a mastermind with some of these things, and he would have thought about that. 100%. At Nick's house. Um, After they had posted these messages. So it's, it's revealed that it was Gypsy who posted these Facebook yes, posts. Yes, I remember that Which they we did don't talk about really that. get any other explanation on. Gypsy never really talks about it. Um, so that's just kind of a mystery as to why she did that. Um, but that's also what I, got I, them caught. I do think it was the whole facade of like, oh, murder kidnapping. Like, I do think I, so I, as I well. think they were trying to frame I it. I think they as were trying such. to like cover it up a little bit. Yeah. At the same time, that's all got them caught because they chose the IP address. So I'm I sure do. Nick was a co-writer. Oh, for sure. They track it to Wisconsin. Nick's address. So June fifteenth, twenty fifteen, um, Waukesha, Wisconsin Police Department. They they pull up at Nick's mom's house, and they put together a whole fucking SWAT operation, mm-hmm. whole fucking tactical team. Because they're like, this is a kidnapper. They think yeah, they, they have taken. her. Like, like, and so they got their like loudspeakers. They're like, Nicholas Goldajan, exit the house with your hands up. I don't know. That's not what they said. But <laughs> that's but they did have like the whole like like Believe loudspeaker. I know, how, yeah. Yeah, I know how it works. Believe yeah. me. Anyways, firsthand witness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a firsthand witness. I'm a firsthand witness, bitch. <laughs> um. So. You know, they asked Nick to exit the home. Uh, but when the door opens and someone walks out, it's it's not Nick. It's Gypsy Rose. Gypsy yeah. Rose walks out with her. She's like, out. oh, fuck. And this is such a groundbreaking moment because she's walking 
and in yes. general, this is the first time anyone has seen her walk. Yep. You're outside like, of her fuck? mom and like you know Nick and yeah, people who knew her prior, it's like holy fucking shit. This whole facade just crashed She's and down with her burned. Yep. Yeah. So they were like, oh this is my when god. They realize, oh, this is not what it seems. There's even. I'm so glad you said that. Because there's a literal quote from the uh, when they were making statements to the public. Yeah. Um, where he June literally. June 16th, the press conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He literally says, I want you to keep in mind, not everything is as it seems and yep. not everyone is who they say they are. Yep. And it's crazy because, oh my gosh, that and, you know. Just when it was finally revealed that, like, all of this was bullshit. Everyone just, oh, God, it was crazy. So, yeah, so June 15th, after all this, uh, so they they take them in Wisconsin, but they then take Gypsy Rose and Nick into custody in Greene County, Missouri. So they take them back to Missouri to be taken into custody. Yeah. Um, And this is when they are separated, Mm -hmm. and they have their own separate interrogation. Yes. So it's your time to shine. It is my time to shine. I know we've covered a lot of Nick's kind of initial interrogation already, but is there anything extra that you want to add that we haven't covered? I would like to tell you Nick's original story to the... Okay. So, like, obviously when you get caught for fucking murder, you're not going to be like, yeah, I did it, this is how. Not at first, at least. No, not at first. (laughs) So, his original story to investigators, um, I, I kind of summarized it after I listened to it. So, it was that Gypsy had told him that she had gotten kicked out of her home and needed to be picked up. Um, he then took the Greyhound bus to Springfield, Missouri, and walked to a nearby hotel. The two communicated via messenger, and then he claims they used public Wi-Fi spots to do so. Nick then goes on to say that he ran into Gypsy whilst getting a soda at the hotel. He says the the two then stayed at the hotel for the duration of their time in Springfield. Then the two went to the bus station to travel back, but Gypsy couldn't get a seat on the same bus as him because it was full. So they then changed buses for another day and went back to the hotel to, quote, rest. Um, this is so elaborate for yeah. no fucking reason. The new bus left on the 12th, and he claims that they didn't go out to eat because his mother was afraid of him being in another state, you know, without her and all this stuff. His mother then picked the two of them up and drove them to Nick's house. And, like, that was, you know, the story. That was it. And then, I kid you not, the interrogator literally goes... Okay, so what's the real story? Because that was <laughs> bullshit. Like, I love oh, right her. after it, she's like, okay, that's not at all what happened. And you know it's not. Like, um, come on. Also, it's so, I just want to say, he's it's so 26 alive. years old. Yeah. Number one. You could 20, come up with a better story. Number one, he's 26 years old and living with his mom. Number two, he's 26 years old and saying that his mom was scared of him being in another state. Yeah. I'm 20, and I've been in another state all by myself for two months. And she's like, oh, I'm worried, you know. Girl. Uh? Girl. And then on the flip side, do you want to hear uh, Gypsy's original story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is 
I guess they kind of like teamed up. So this is both of their original stories to the investigators prior to anyone confessing about anything. So this is very beginning. Okay. Um, Gypsy says um, she was in Wisconsin because her mother kicked her out of her house. Again, the stories are kind of similar. Um, she describes them as having relationship problems, her and her mother, um, and said, quote, she wanted me to stay her little girl forever. Gypsy explains how Dee Dee didn't really like Nick and says that Dee Dee told her, quote, fine, if you want to go live in Wisconsin with him, then just go. Gypsy claims that she packed her stuff and says that Dee wanted her out of the house as soon as possible. Um, she makes sure to emphasize, I am not a violent person. I would never hurt my mother. She also states that a lot of uh, her and her mother's arguments stem from her being with, in a relationship with Nick. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Gypsy then goes on to say that she chose to be here, here as in Wisconsin, and gave Nick the money for transport and claims that she asked him to come pick her up after being kicked out of the house. She then explains that they got permission for Gypsy to stay with Nick and his family. And at this point, the investigator, again, stops her and says that she's going on a completely different direction that, than they started and to pretty much, you know, stop lying and just tell them why you did this. Why did this happen? And Gypsy held on. She held on for a while. Oh, yeah. And, like, it was not until 35 minutes. No, no, no. I think I said 37 earlier. It was like 37, it was almost 47, 40 minutes in, not 47. It's almost 40 minutes in to which she finally broke down. I was like, okay, like, you know, everything. Like, she told them everything. Yeah. And and I've seen some quotes from that. And I know initially that she was, she was acting like she didn't really understand. She didn't have any involvement. It really, to me... It seemed like she was in a lot of distress, and she was yeah. in a in a denial stage. I mean, you can see the moments where the tears turn real. Oh yeah, there um, are times where he, she's you know, breaking down. She's her, like, why is this happening? Her interview kind of starts off differently than Nick's. Mm -hmm. Nick's interview is like, okay, like how did you guys meet? Because Nick's interview was second, so they already knew everything when they went to go to him. So like. His starts out with, like, oh, where did you meet? Like, right. once you met online, like, what happened? Da, 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 getting their relationship, you know? And then they were straight up, like, okay, come on. And then he just straight up was, like, yeah, I will admit, I did stab her mother. Like, Bruh. that's how, yeah. No, he legit says that. That is it's crazy. the quote. Her, her interrogation goes a, a little bit differently. A lot differently, yeah. Yeah. So it starts out, and Gypsy's claiming that she has no idea why she's in police custody, um, when questioned about having a cell phone or laptop, she denied it, and she denied having access to either of those things. Interesting. Yeah, and when asked about a cell phone number, she said the only one that she knew was her mom's. Okay. And then she, like, recited it. Um, the investigator then goes into, you know, tell Gypsy that, you know, she needs to be honest about what he's about to, you know, talk about. He's like, I'm about to ask you some pretty heavy stuff. I need you to be honest with me. Because yeah. because we know. Like, we've been talking to people. Right. Um. He then goes on to say, he says, so, to put it bluntly, your, your mom is deceased. She's passed away. And right after that, she is still keeping this whole, like, facade. And she starts to, like, cry. She's like, wait, what? Like, no. 
and he right, starts like that. yeah no and he starts like explaining that you know he was like look everyone makes mistakes but i need you to be honest with me this whole time there's like a theme throughout her whole interview he keeps just being like why 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 i don't no one's judging you like no one is mad at you we just need to know why i like shout out to officer hancock because no I, he was he handled, he her, handled so well. her really well he i think he realized that like yeah she had never been in the situation before this was all entirely new some her. of her first interactions with the general public I, like yeah not, well, normal life i mean normal life is not being interrogated but like normal people in a normal setting you know right and he was super he knew that she was in incredible distress and he was like you know yeah. speaking really gently with her calling her sweetheart being like i know you love your mom no one's mad at you but we just need to we, we seriously need to know why like we yeah. don't like don't get yourself wrapped up in these lies like don't let it snowball just tell us the truth um and when she was questioned with you know okay what happened to your mom she replied I don't know what happened to my mom at all. Whilst crying, and the investigator's like, listen to me. You know what happened. I just need you to tell me. And they keep, like, debating back and forth and back and forth. Right. Um, until eventually she's like, why would you think that it's me? I have always loved my mom. Me and my mom are best friends. Like, Girl. Yeah. It's that whole, like. Like, I've been. I've been like she's really, really like up her it. alley, but some of this I'm like the interrogation girl, paints lying. her pretty shitty. Yeah, it's like okay, come on. Um, so they go back and forth for a while until finally a little bit of truth like seeps through the cracks, and she's like, okay, so I I do have a phone that I use for like Yahoo messaging, um, and she says that a friend had messaged her um a couple days ago and said that like hey uh, someone's been posting like on your facebook account um and she said that she asked them like what what were they posting like i don't i don't know anything about this and gypsy yeah girl i know really Bob. and then she goes on to say i couldn't even read what the posts were because um your investigative people that came and got me before i could even read the posts oh my and god and she goes, so I guess he was trying to tell me something. Like, I don't know what he was trying to tell me. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah, like the, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 26 minutes into the investigation, she's still denying the whole thing. And mm. she begins to kind of dig herself a deeper hole. And he's like, look, like, something bad happened to your mom. Like, like, we need you to be honest, please. And she literally goes, please do not tell me she committed suicide. She That's has, the part that gets me. Yeah, she, she goes, she has bipolar and just, you know, and the investigator literally stops her. And he's like, okay, come on. I, please, like, this is. Getting too far. It's getting too you're far. Taking yourself you're, you're going down this path again. You were doing good. We were telling the truth. We need to keep going down that path. And then, uh. Finally, after he's like, you know, now's the time to be truthful. Like, no more lies. To which he, which she replied, I'm, um, she started talking about, you know, what happened to her. Yes. Yeah, it's like good. And then literally after this, she says, she literally said, I should have broke up with him. 
That, like, makes my heart hurt. Yeah. Because if she had, none of this would have ever happened. Yeah. Whenever that. And I, she still would have been in that shitty situation. Yeah, which is But I like, think at some point she would have found her voice. I hope so. I don't, I don't know. But I definitely think, like, that statement from her would probably, like, through the gut. She, like, should have broken yeah. up with him. And again, Nick's interrogation went very different. He was very straightforward. Um, didn't seem like he had any regrets. So no, like, he didn't. Did. He did not have any regrets, but he seemed to like pin it on her almost. Yeah. So, but he was like almost proud of it. So he took credit, but not responsibility for his actions. He was like, Such "Oh a good yeah, quote. yeah." <laughs> Thanks. He was like, "Oh yeah, like I did that, but like." I don't want the responsibility. So yeah. he's literally taking credit. Oh, yeah. I stabbed her. But Gypsy made me do it. But, like, she asked me to. Yeah. yeah. So it's it was like, an entire thing. Bitch, take accountability for your fucking actions. Yeah. And um, this, the, his whole interrogation is kind of gross. Um, And it gets a little bit farther in. And the investigator asks, she goes, okay, like, have you have you ever stabbed anyone before this? And he said, No. That's the reason this is a very, and then he like cuts it off and he says, well, only one person I would ever do this for. Talking oh, about Gypsy. Oh, like he would only do it for Gypsy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, And then she's like, okay, so like when you're stabbing her, like where, where is she at? And he says in on her stomach, on the bed, like she was sleeping. And like I said, he, she literally asked him, how many times do you think you stabbed her? And he literally says, oh, four. That part? bitch yeah and then um you know she's asking asking him like details about the murder like stuff that we've already discussed like you know about her you know screaming for gypsy and where he stabbed her at and across her neck you know telling the investigators where gypsy was during all of this and then the whole like you know acts that he like asked her to do and cleaning up the crime scene naked like he goes through all of this um and he always acts like she wanted to do it for him. Yeah. Um, and then it was just, like, details of the murder and all this stuff. And then, you know, they just kind of go through his interrogation with, you know, like, um, she does ask him, why did Gypsy post those Facebook messages? And his answer confuses me. Oh? He says, I think she wanted to speed up the process. And the process of what? Yeah, no, that's her next question. She goes, what process? And he says, the process of the authorities getting involved in everything. So here's my problem with that. I don't like the way that he words it. It's like kind of gross. But that's like the bulk of his interrogation. While that might be true, I don't... A lot of what we already mentioned. And we've said this before, multiple times before. I don't think that Gypsy... Gypsy had no knowledge of how the legal system worked. She didn't have, she had no knowledge of how police departments worked. No. I don't think that she would have really known that they could track the IP address. No, nor did she know that they could pull text messages for evidence in court. Right. Although I will so say. I, I don't think that that's true. I mean, I don't need, I think it was more for the framing of it, not. Yeah. You know, to make it look like it was. I think it was more it was about one framing thing. instead of trying to get. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to cover in their interrogation? No, we can move on to the okay. court uh, and cool. all that discussion. So I have a few more things. Um, this is 
this is either before or after um the interrogations mm-hmm. or between them. Um, there's one point in Nick's probably after 2019 interview where this is just what he says. Okay. I don't know if it's true or not, but he says that they actually passed each other at one point, like being taken to two places or something. Oh, okay. Um, and he says that Gypsy Rose sees him and she's like, you know, she's like yelling at him. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I love you. Like, please don't be mad at me. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, don't leave me. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh. desperate. And he says that he just, like, looks at her. Uh, and just, like, keeps walking. Oh, fuck you. And I do think the interrogator I, was right when she was, like, she was, like, I think she loves you a whole lot more than you love her. She says that to him. She does say that. I yes. think that's true, too. Because I think while, it's again, true. we don't know if, it's, if what he says is true, I think it might have been. Yeah. Because to me... To say that that happened is extremely narcissistic. Mm-hmm. To tell an interview, yeah, she was saying, like, she loved me and everything, but, like, I didn't say anything back. I just looked at her. It was like he didn't care. Yeah, again, that's like, the whole, the like, fuck? narcissism thing. Like, yeah. he doesn't give a shit. And he always, and we'll talk about it later. Um, like, I'll, yeah, we'll talk about it, like, kind of, like, in my final thoughts. Um, he's com- he's always claiming, like, I do anything for her. I love her so much. And he's not backing it. And then... It I, always I think seems he like Jesse's more infatuated with him. I think he's using that as an excuse to I think he is too. be like, oh yeah, that's why I murdered her. So, into the legal matters. Um, you know, as we mentioned uh, previously, on June 16th, they had the press conference, mm-hmm. and that's when everyone, uh, an officer, I think it was the sheriff, talked about Tells the public, Gypsy Rose can walk. That's all we know so far. She yeah. can walk. Very upsetting for the entire community. Oh, that's They're an like, entire, like, catalyst. What? They're like, what the fuck? Like, if that's not true, what else is not true? Yeah. Um. Again, I think we said this in part two, but it's also important to keep in mind that that's the only thing Gypsy knows. Yeah, At this no, point, she, she still only thinks knew. that she has everything else, that she's sick. She just knows that she can walk. I think she got checked out, like... By the doctors in yes. the and we'll get to that in the county. Um, June sixteenth is also the date of Gypsy Rose Gypsy Rose's um arraignment. Um, if you don't know what an arraignment is, to put it in simplest terms, it's pretty much when you just go into court and they're like, "Hey, you're being arrested and like we're gonna be charging you." <laughs> it's pretty much that's like simplest terms. They're just like, "Yeah, so like we're gonna be doing." This. Um, so they had, that was like quick, quick, quick. So, you know, they're both being held. And then July 24th, 2015, so next, the next month, is uh, Gypsy Rose's preliminary hearing. Um, she's, they tell her that she's going to be charged with first degree murder. And they also provide evidence of all of the text messages, text messages between Nick and, and Gypsy Rose. Um, yeah. And before this, um, we'll, we're gonna roll it back to Rod Blanchard, who is Gypsy's, Gypsy's dad, father. um, and his current wife, Christy. She, like, kind of knows them at this point, knows Christy, and, like, talks to her, and so before I know this preliminary hearing... She's the person that Gypsy called. What I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. So, before this preliminary hearing, um, Rod and Christy are, are coming up from Louisiana to her hearing. 
and Gypsy calls Christy and she tells her like I'm innocent like don't believe all the things they're saying on TV like I'm innocent and what they're saying isn't true yeah she did not know that they were going to be showing the text messages that have she didn't know that they could pull those oh uh, yes I know what you're talking so, about when she's in the courtroom and Rod and Christy are also there and she realizes that there are text messages, there is a clip of her specifically looking back at Rod and Christy with like guilt and the fear. The most in her fear eyes. I have ever seen yeah. in someone's eyes. That was that moment. And she realized, like, oh my God, I lied to them. They're gonna be mad at me. Yeah. Like, and and you know, then they talk to Christy Christy later and Christy's like, Yeah, I felt betrayed, I felt lied to. Yeah. Which should have been I mean, valid. Be. Yeah. And then we jump a little bit forward. November 9th, 2015 is when... So, until now, the death penalty had been on the table for both Nick and Gypsy. Because, um, I mean, they killed someone. Yeah. Um, but eventually they decide in November they're no longer seeking the death penalty. I don't really know why. It was probably a bunch of state stuff. It was... So they're no longer seeking the death penalty. I know they talked about this um, in uh, my research and all that. So they took into account, like, you know, the abuse that she was getting and the manipulation that Nick was giving her and all this stuff. So a a lot of the times with first-degree murder, the death penalty is always a question. Oh, for sure. It was more just... Hey, is this the right case for it or not? Right. Um, and you know they went through all that and they were like, okay, this is like an abuse case. Like we can't. Right. And I think it was probably and they very similar for it. Nick as well because the death penalty was off the table for him as well. It probably was super complicated with him saying that Gypsy asked him to do this and, and it, he, yeah, it was too complicated for him to have claiming that incompetence because he's autistic and we already talked about that. We'll get into that. We oh already talked God. about it. We cannot read about that again. Well, it's gonna come up. Oh, okay. Time, so we're gonna talk about it again. Damn. Um. So then we go on to the next year. Mm-hmm. She's been held awaiting trial. So July fifth, twenty sixteen, they have a surprise hearing for Gypsy Rose. Um, she is then 25 years old. Um, there's a clip where they ask her, like, what her highest education is. And she says, second, like, second grade. grade. Second grade. That's crazy to me. Crazy. And which I'm glad that she got education, like, you know, while she was in school. She got her GED while she was in, well, she was in prison. While she was in prison, yeah. yeah. So, eventually, uh, her lawyers um offer her a plea deal for a lesser sentence and yes. she takes it she pleads guilty uh she is sentenced to 10 years and she is eligible for parole after 85 percent of the completion of that sentence yes um and she's sentenced with again first degree murder yeah so not bad for first degree murder and yeah. she's eligible for parole and like very good <laughs> Today, she, you're hearing this. Yes. Uh, she was eligible for, for parole um, in December, and she was granted parole, and she is out a watch, free woman. Watch Tangled today watch. as a celebration. Yes. Yes. I love that so much. Um, Nick waits much longer for his trial because it's a lot more um, complicated. Yeah. So his trial... 
doesn't happen until November of 2018. Yes. And so he, so there's, mm. <laughs> I have things to say. So his entire defense was that because he was autistic, mm -hmm. he did not have the ability to deliberate and premeditate murder. And I disagree, but I you just want to say that's ableist. Um, and let me explain why I think that's ableist. Um, to claim that an autistic person does not have the ability to understand murder or understand right and wrong. Yeah, just because their brain works different doesn't mean it doesn't work at all. Exactly. It stems from the entire idea. You still have critical thinking skills. Exactly. It stems from the entire idea that autistic people, like, are mentally delayed, mm -hmm. which we talked about this in part two. They're just it's simply not, not neurodivergent. <laughs> that's that's not true. No, not at all. Um, autistic brains work differently, and they go about different routes, mm -hmm. but they're still gonna get to the conclusion. Yeah. There's not a block. There's no like younger mental ages. There's, not it's not a, a learning disability. It's like just because you're autistic does not mean you don't know right from wrong. Exactly. Now your morals might be heightened or different. But everyone's morals are different. Yes. Um, so to me, that's that's extremely ableist to say that, oh. I hated oh, that entirely. He's autistic. He doesn't understand. He's just a small baby. Shut the fuck, fuck up. Fuck you. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Um, the lawyers who represented him. Fuck you. No, literally. And Unl so, unless you got assigned because you didn't have a choice by yeah. the state. If, yeah. if so, then no, no fuck you. But if you decided to take the case, <laughs> fuck you. So yeah, so they're claiming all this, and they're saying you have to see manipulated them, all that. Um, and so November fifteenth, twenty eighteen, Gypsy Rose Blanchard testifies in his trial. She actually testifies for the defense, which is interesting. Oh. Um, but actually, what she says does it incriminate ends him? Ends up looking better for the prosecution. Ah, look at that. So it's very interesting because it's like it's karma, but she's. I think she probably went on the side of the defense because it would have also been against her potentially. Exactly. Or it could have been used against exactly. her in her next, you know, hearing or if she had some sort of so, appeal or something. First, um, I want to say this is, so when, in 2018, when Gypsy Rose came to testify at his trial, this was the first time that they saw each other since they got arrested. Yep. First time they saw each other in three years. And in the um, 2019 uh, episode that I watched, um, there's someone that was present in the trial, at the trial, and he was like, oh, it was the first time they are seeing each other. And he, like, watches, like, Nick's face. This is gross. Oh, me. God. This is weird. Oh, God. He describes Nick looking at Gypsy, quote, hungrily. Ew. Yeah. Hungrily. Wow. Um, and then they cut to uh Nick being asked about this on twenty nineteen. And what he says is, I looked at her like, don't you dare lie on the stand. Don't you dare lie on the stand. Blah blah blah. It was just very like angrily. Ew. It was really weird. Um I think we have he has a skewed perception of what happened. Um clearly. 
But what's interesting is, so at this point, you know, it's 29, it's sorry, it's 2018. Um, she's had her 2017 interview and she talks about how um, he victimized her a lot, right? And she was a victim of a lot of abuse from both her mother and Nick. Um, but when she goes and testifies, um, she fully says, the murder of my mother was my idea. And I asked him to do it. Okay. Which is interesting. Slay girl telling the truth. I feel like it's a little oversimplified because I feel like it was a little more complicated than that. Uh, but it's much. just very interesting that that's exactly what she said. Okay, But okay, we slay queen, get and straight to the point. While she was testifying for the defense, everything she said ended up looking better for the prosecution because it proved that Nick would do absolutely anything for her. Ooh. So... The jury came back with a verdict of guilty. Yay. Um, and so he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole for first-degree murder. Yeah. Plus 25 years for armed criminal action. Yes. So I'm not exactly sure how Missouri's life sentences work. In some places, a life sentence is 25 years. But no matter what, he will be in prison for at least 50 years. Mm-hmm. So he'll either be super, super old when he gets out or he'll die. Hopefully he'll die. Um, <laughs> this is something else that's interesting. Maybe he'll um, get beat with a cane in the nursing home. After he's sentenced, yeah. Nick says, this is such an interesting statement, he says that he believes Satan influenced the jury's verdict. Oh? He says in 2019, I fully believe that Satan influenced the jury and orchestrated the whole thing i think satan influenced you my guy if anything yeah you uh i believe in god woman you've never met 17 times and almost decapitated her and also you brought up the angel and the devil on your shoulder well they met once (laughs) oh sorry oh so true you're right (laughs) um it's just funny anyways so yeah that's interesting and after he's sentenced, um, Nick goes up to the judge and he says, I just want a woman's love. Well, you can't have it. I just want a woman's love. Shut the fuck Why? up. Why? Because you didn't get enough from your own mom? <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm mean. So, even though um, the judge was like, I don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. um, he is still optimistic for his chances at an appeal and a retrial. No, have fun um, with that. If he gets a retrial, if he gets a retrial, I hope they reconsider the death penalty. No, for real. Um, that would be great, especially with so many years later, we have so much more information, mm-hmm. and there's so much more. There's so much more things uncovered on the case that we didn't have. Yeah. Um. So I think that would put him at a disadvantage if anything yeah um i would hope so i would hope so too and multiple times i mean it happened in 2019 it happened in 2022 i saw an article about it literally last week like he has been trying to get an appeal over and over and over again they're probably gonna be denying and last well yeah it's been denied but last week i saw an article saying that his defense lawyers were considering it um so we'll see where that goes. Mm, um, we'll definitely, up, like, if something does happen with that, we'll definitely update it and maybe cover it if something happens. 
I just think it's funny that he's still optimistic. <laughs> After <laughs> that, I wouldn't. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, and a couple of things he said in this 2019 interview was he has no regrets. Um, he claims he still loves Gypsy. Ew. He believes they're soulmates. Oh, doesn't um, he? Um, I'll let you say it. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. But oh, we'll he, he thinks that there's a possibility. Oh, yes. Uh, he thinks that there's a possibility that they're going to get together again. They're gonna Even though she's, once. like, married. I'll get there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he literally... So, it's just so interesting because this entire time in the 2019 interview, he kind of, like, tries to keep pinning things on Gypsy, but then he's like, would I do it again for her? I think we'll be together. And it's like, shut oh, okay. up. You literally... You literally said, like, 15 minutes earlier that she was, like, saying how much she loved you and you just stared at her. Fuck you. Like, stop it he with the He needs to be evaluated. There's nothing wrong with him. No, I, I am very interested to see if they ever did a psychic eval on him, and I want to see, like, what. When Ethan gets his degree, I'm going to be like, babe, can you, like, <laughs> fully do a, I, a full psychological yeah. workup on this man? Yeah. Go through the entire DSM-5, just oh saying God. exactly what I think he has. I mean, We'll okay. do an episode okay. on that one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give my opinion. If you don't like it, fuck you. Okay. I'll, like, oh, well, you don't have to agree with me. This is just my opinion. Again, I'm You're not a doctor. Nice. I'm not a psychologist. I, whatever. Damn, a This is worker. just my opinion. As someone who, I'm a criminal justice major. I've been studying people like this for a long time. Yeah. And I, myself, am neurodivergent. So this is my, these are, this is my theory about Nick. I, my theory is that he was misdiagnosed with autism. I think that he actually has ASPD, which is antisocial personality disorder, which is what we find in sociopaths and psychopaths. It is present in almost every single serial killer, every single person that has psychopathic tendencies. And it overlaps with autism a lot, especially in yeah. white males. Every, every person who does a, a premeditated murder and, like, doesn't feel some sort of remorse after that. Now, crimes of passion are different. That's different. Yeah. That's purely out of heat of the moment, lots of, yeah. you know, emotions all right. at once. That's different. Premeditated, you're like, okay, well, I have to go get this red right. knife from Walmart. <laughs> um, also, a disclaimer with that. Just because you have ASPD does not mean that you're going to kill someone. People have no. that sometimes, and it's just... It's, it's just disorder. shitty people who happen to have ASPD. Yeah. And it's just... It just doesn't contribute well to their personality. sometimes the same way in white males. So that that's just my theory. That's just my opinion. Anyways, moving on. Um, I have some final thoughts. Some yeah. of them are from me. Some of them are from the documentary you watch. Some of them are from some various interviews. Yeah. And some of them are from, like, maybe, like, news journalists or psychologists that have just put their two cents in. And so I'm yeah. just going to read them off. So, and this it considers both Gypsy and Nick and their pros and cons, faults, all that. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. So, okay. So one is because some people believe that Gypsy is the mastermind behind this. I disagree, but okay. I believe there is a valid point in the fact that Dee Dee learned manipulation from her own mother, Emma. 
Mm, so it could have been so like the same Gypsy, thing. Being manipulated her own life, in turn, learned manipulation from Dee Dee. I think she so, would have done it for self-preservation, if anything. I agree. But there is a valid point. No, I get it. I get I it. think that if she wanted to, Gypsy could manipulate someone. So even though I side with Gypsy Rose for most of this and I'm in her corner, I, I can't doubt. I can't say that that's not a valid point. So that's just someone's thought. There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of nuance in this. And then, um, you know, I keep mentioning Dr. Feldman. Um, he also talks about how victims of abuse and Munchausen by proxy often lose touch with reality and they have a tr- trouble knowing what's real and what's not real. And there was a there's a huge possibility that Gypsy did not understand that death was permanent. She did yeah. not understand that talking about this murder and talking about the what ifs that when it actually happened, that, it actually yeah. happened. So, like, when it became real, there was no right. going back. And I think it's definitely very... It's important to take it back to... They called this Plan B for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very real possibility that for a while in Gypsy's head, this was just something whimsical and fun to talk about. This was like, just a theory. This was just like a what this if. This was just a, oh, my knight in shining armor comes in and def- defends me from my mother and takes me away. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't think a lot of us have experienced this, but it's sometimes when you talk about something that you'd never do, but it's sometimes, it's like, what if I could do this? What if I could? What if I had the balls? Right, exactly. Like, Which is why she asked Nick, because she like, couldn't do it. I mean, obviously it's not as serious as this, but no, like, not at all, but we've like, been mad at people and talked about, oh my god, like, I would do this and this and this. Girl, I'll say the most vile shit. Would. I'm mean, and I, and I will admit it, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, like, At you least, never do these things, but you no. still talk about it because you need that emotional release. Will I curb stomp a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to kill him, So though. I think it's a very real possibility that to Gypsy, that's what this was. And she didn't have the distinction between real and not real. I could see that 100%. Yeah. I truly, truly could. Yeah. I just want to say it's 1 in the morning. <laughs> We're really it doing... Is. We're doing all of these. All of these are, like, late night. <laughs> So, I hope it's also late night for you. I hope we're vibing together. Yeah, I hope we're vibing together late night. So, this is kind of things that happened, like, um, after sentencing. Yeah. So, Gypsy, um, through the course of her prison sentence, um, was able to have a rela- start out a relationship with her dad again. Yeah. Um, get a stronger relationship with... I was so happy about that. ...with Christy. Because um, her mom, Didi, always made Rod out to be a horrible person and that he didn't, like, want to be involved with her in her life, which in was reality, not true. In reality, he tried so hard, but she Didi pushed him out so much. Exactly. And so um, Rod's super excited for Gypsy to be out now because he's like, we can have a relationship now. Like, we, we, can, have, we can have a proper... We can have a father-daughter relationship. Yeah. Um, and I'm so excited for yeah. her. I also, and we've talked about this before, um, ironically... Uh, Gypsy describes prison as a very freeing experience for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was able to discover her agency and self-identity. She's able yeah. to feed herself. She's mm-hmm. exercising. She's getting bodily autonomy back. Yeah. And her tube site's healed. Yes, she showed that. She yeah. said, she's like, look, my tube site is healed. Like, it's like all these scars of this traumatic upbringing are kind she's of, able to become they're kind of person. fading. Yeah. And so I'm, really I'm excited because this is going to be her first time as a functioning human being in society. Yep. I, yeah, I'm really excited for her. I hope she doesn't get swarmed by the public, though. Yeah, I'm a little worried Because she's, about like, that. very well-known. Yeah. 
I hope she can live a fairly normal life. I really do. And within prison, um, for a, I don't know if she's still doing this, but I know for a while that she wanted to pursue cosmetology. I hope uh, so. She was super into makeup. Have you seen any recent photos of her? Her makeup is always on point. Right. She's so pretty. At one point, she talked about that when she gets out, she wants to help other children that are being affected by Munchausen by proxy. I love she that so much. She wants to help out other victims of child abuse yeah um, which is so that's amazing. healing right there that is healing um, at its finest a few more things about nick and then we'll get some more happy things about gypsy you know he, there's another thing in like 2019 2020 where he's like i still think we'll get back together yeah that um, whole thing those, yeah he claims that like the five days he had with her are like the best the five five the days five days Shut the fuck up. Ugh. Get a grip. Um, anyways, I could have your things. <laughs> so, uh, love life for Gypsy in prison. Yeah, um, I had mentioned it. So, in, in April of 2019, she actually was engaged to a man. I think his first name was rumored to be Ken, but that's all we really get. Uh, they met through, like, the pen pal program at her prison. And he actually wrote to her after watching the HBO um documentary that we watched yeah and so he watched that and he wrote to her and they started exchanging letters and they eventually got engaged um but just four months later i was gonna say wasn't it four four months later uh august 2019 it was called off yeah um but three years later she ends up marrying uh ryan scott anderson from louisiana so he's from her hometown too yeah um she they got married on june 27th 2022 uh they haven't released how they met but they're legally married um and i'm they're very cute hopeful i'm, I'm hoping hopeful that, that this is good. they're a healthy it's a healthy relationship he looks like he's a nice good guy. for her he does he looks like a great guy um really hoping that they have a healthy relationship if you've looked at any of her interviews, like, since being in prison for a while, you can tell that she's matured a lot and that I she's, like, been going to therapy and realizing a lot of things about herself. Um, so, yeah. Really I, I'm really hoping that because of the therapy, she's breaking any sort of unhealthy relationship traits and, like, patterns because, I mean, being with Nick, Oh no, that that and that was, was her like, first experience horrible. with. That was her, yeah, that her was her first, first experience, experience with love. Any type of um emotional relationship outside yeah. of like her mom. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does with her life now. Um, I know she has a book coming out in January, yeah. coming up really quickly. Um, I think it's called Conversations with Gypsy Rose. So Much I would definitely. Proxy or something. Yeah. So I definitely plan on reading that. Yeah, um, I encourage you to do it as she well. She has an Instagram as well, so go look her up on Instagram and follow her. It's not ran by her currently, but not when yet. she but when she gets out, it's like they Which, post what she wants. Right. So, I mean, probably starting tomorrow. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she posts like. Oh gee, hey guys! Like, yeah. Free <laughs> <hey>. woman. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. No, go watch Tangled for her. And yeah, that concludes. Yeah. The finale of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Woo! Also, this was a doozy episode. Thank you for staying with us. No, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> finale. I knew it was going to be longer than an hour, but 
That's yeah. okay. Thank you for sticking but around. But please, like, DM us or comment on Spotify or email us with any comments or theories you have. Um, Gushin is welcome. Don't be a dick, yeah, though. Really, though. Um, and happy release day to our girl. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, and then if there's anything else you want us to cover, this is definitely like we're getting more into true crime. So it might turn into a true crime podcast. Honestly, it might. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm too. okay with that. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I hope you again had a great Christmas. Uh, happy New Year in like three days. Yeah. No, like three or four days. Okay. Um, follow us on Instagram if you're not already. You should be. At two peach their own pod, um, email us at two peach their own. Wait, sorry, two peach their own at gmail.com. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that that sums it up. It. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. See you next year, I guess. See you next year. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I'll be posting soon about our next series, and I'll post it. Yeah. I will post yeah, oh, it. Oh, you're in for a treat. No, you are. I will post it on our story as soon as this episode is released, Um, and then we'll go into our next series. Okay. Bye. Bye.